thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. Hey Springmount, it's great to see you today and great to be speaking to you in your Heroes of Faith series. If you don't know me, uh, my name is Dan, Dan Randall, and um, I work for an organisation called Hope Together. And we help churches across the nation to think about how they can reach out to their communities in word and action. I'm also one of the senior leaders of a church called Life Church Lancashire, uh, which is based in East Lancashire. And uh, I'm just really excited about what God is doing in our nation at the minute, but also what he's doing in and through local churches. And uh, that local church is always his vehicle uh, to do a new thing in the nation. And even in these times, even in these hard circumstances, and even as they've changed in the past few weeks again, Actually, God is up to something, and I totally believe that God is doing a new thing in our nation. You know, I love what it says in Isaiah 43, verse 19. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. You know, it's amazing what God does in this season, even now. And I totally believe that God is in the business of doing new things. And this morning's message, or whenever you're watching this, um, I want to call it faith in the new and faith for the new. Faith in the new and faith for the new. And the part of the heroes of faith scripture in Hebrews 11 that I want to focus on is verse 29. It says this, by faith, the people, that's the united people, the people of Israel, passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they drowned. So what's going on in this moment? If you've been following this series, then you would have heard about Moses and how Moses was used by God to set the people free from Egypt. Um, Some might say over a million people were set free at once who'd been held captivity, held in captivity, held as slaves. And God sets them free, which is an amazing miracle. And now they're out free from Egypt. But the Egyptians are chasing them and they're faced with this sea, the Red Sea, and, and, and just seemingly they're trapped. The Egyptians are just going to come and wipe them out um, or take them back to captivity and into slavery. But then God does this amazing miracle, which is seen in, in multiple films, most recently the, the Christian Bale film where he plays, where he plays Moses, Gods and Kings. And... Um, and it is this amazing cinematic moment in most of our heads where the, the sea wall comes up and there's this path. And it, it's not just a path that's a bit damp because actually the Bible tells it was on dry land. So it wasn't just God part of the sea and it was still wet and stuff. Actually, it was dry. God was like, no, this is clearly a miracle of me, not just some from freak of nature moment. And actually through this, through, this, through this one verse and through these actually heroes of faith in this story, the people, doesn't just say one, yes, there was leaders of those people, actually the people were united in faith. Actually, we can see 
what God can show us about doing new things, doing miracles that we never expected. Actually, in that last moment when we think our backs are against the wall, we think we're trapped, actually God wants to do a new thing. You see, the thing is, in this season, but actually in all parts of life and in all seasons of life, actually we find ourselves generally in the same storm, but particularly right now we find ourselves in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. We're in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. And maybe we don't, for some of us, we have moments where we think, actually, is Jesus with us? Is he there? You know, what's going on? Where is he in the midst of this? Well, I want to tell you, he is right there in the midst of your loneliness, in the midst of your grief, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your sadness. We're also in the midst of your moments of joy. And he is with us by his Holy Spirit. Last Sunday was Pentecost Sunday. And, and I love to remember Pentecost Sunday, but for me, every day is Pentecost because um, actually the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is God's spirit with us on earth. If you want to know like when people say, well, God is on earth, Jesus is with us. Well, it's by his Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible shows us in Acts. And actually throughout scripture, we see that God is with us, that God's faithfulness is right there. You see, Hebrews 11 is stories of many faithful people. But it actually, the whole thing of Hebrews 11 is the narrative of God's faithfulness. You know, one more modern day story, you might say, i.e. in the last millennium, um, was of someone called Susanna. And Susanna was a mum of 19 children, 19 children. She was married to a penniless preacher called Samuel. And actually nine of her 19 children um, unfortunately died in infancy. And she was a mother of these 10 children. They had no money. She had health issues herself. They're in this church in a small village in Epsworth. And as her husband was leading this church, she decided, actually, I'm going to do something for the children. I'm going to create a Sunday school. And so she did it in the church hall next door. And while hardly anybody was attending the main church building where her husband was leading, streams of children would come and learn about God in that environment. And uh, through her sickness and through her, some of her children's sickness and all these different challenges she was facing, she was faithful and began something amongst his children, seeing God do something. What was amazing about Susanna was, was that even with having 10 kids, which for me is just like unimaginable, uh, how much noise or like chaos or, you know, just, um, just trying to look after those children, help them grow and develop in the ways of God, but also just developing in, in everything in their life, she would do this thing where under her apron, because this was in, in the 1700s, under her apron, she would kind of go, and that was her quiet space every day. Every morning, she would go under her apron, she would pray, and she would talk to God, and she would cry out to God for the needs of her family and what was going on. And she would do that faithfully, believing that God would do something with those prayers, that God would do something through her and her family. Well, Susanna's full name was actually Susanna Wesley, and two of her children, John and Charles, became two of the most significant church leaders this country's ever seen, uh, and saw great revival in our nation. And surely it is not some coincidence that this faithful mother who was praying faithful prayers and believing for what God was going to do with her family, even in the midst of having nothing, an absolute chaos, an absolute hurt and pain, and struggles and so many different challenges in life, God did something amazing through her family. And in this moment, 
there's the Israelites arrive at the sea. They've got to choose to actually choose to rely on God's faithfulness that's brought them this far or believing that God can do something or just go, is this the end of the road? Is this, you know, what, shall we just give up? Just like Susanna could have given up. Just like many of the other heroes of faith that we look at could have given up. But actually, when we continue to take steps of faith, it can breed faithfulness. Consistent steps of faith forward, which also reminds us of how God, how faithful God is to us. Because when we take a step of faith, He's with us. He's the one walking with us through that. But it's also reminders that He has gone before us, and that He is the one who's who's gone all the way. You know, Jesus went all the way to the cross. The greatest act of faithfulness, and then the most amazing faith moment of the resurrection three days later of Him rising from the dead. So God has not forgotten about you and he wants to do a new thing in and through you by faith. I love that. That's the first thing that we see in this story is that actually of the Israelites at the Red Sea is that God is faithful. And when we take steps of faith, when the Israelites step out onto that ground, um, it's, it's actually breeding a greater faithfulness within them. But then in this moment, you actually think this is a first and that's my second thought. It's actually there's faithfulness and actually then there's the first. And Solomon, in his arrogance, as we read in the Old Testament part of the Bible, he said there's nothing new under the sun. Well, actually, it says in Isaiah 43, as we read earlier, that God is doing a new thing. So what if in this time, in this season, God wants to do a miracle that you weren't even expecting? See, the people didn't expect God to split the sea. I don't know what they expected God to do. But I don't think that was the miracle that they were necessarily praying for. They were just praying for rescue. They were praying for God to, to, to help them out of this situation. But then God did this amazing miracle. They've had no experience of this. It's not like they were going, oh, I wonder if you'll split the sea like last time. This is a first. This is a first moment. And maybe for some of us, we feel like in this season, we feel like we're on the bench. We feel like, actually, God can't use me in this season you know, I used to be able to do this, or I used to be able to serve God like this, or I used to be able to share my faith like this, or I used to be able to do this, that, and the other, or this is affecting my prayer life, this is affecting my journey with God, all those things. But actually, God wants to do a new thing in this season. God wants to do a new thing in and through us. And actually, it's probably not what you expected. It's probably not what you thought he was going to do. And so God is, isn't just wanting to do a new thing in and through us and do first within us and through us, but actually God is doing a new thing in our nation. You may have seen some research recently. Uh, Comres, the reputable um, research body that, that aren't Christians, but they did research for the organization Tear Fund, and it found that 44% of adults in the UK have been praying in this season to God. Wow. That's amazing. People are open, people are in need, and they are turning to God. They are looking for hope. One in four adults in the UK attended an online church service in April. How amazing is that? And the majority of them were actually young adults, 18 to 35s. How amazing is that? And, uh, and one story that I love is of a lady called, called Danielle who, who works for an amazing organization. And she decided, actually, I'm going to put Bible, a box of Bibles on the end of my street to give them out to people. She put them on the end of the street. She, she put these Mark's Gospels that just, just cost a pound each. You can get them from the Hope website. 
In fact, I'll grab one. I'll grab one right now. Just as I'm talking about it. She got a bunch of these and people, 75 um, Bibles like this. It's just a Mark's gospel. Went from the end of her street. People took those. People are looking for hope, looking for something. You can get a copy of this for just a pound from our website and get it delivered to your friends, family, neighbours, whoever. That's a really simple way of saying, actually, people are hungry for something. People are hungry for God, and they want to find hope. How amazing is that? But then when we think about first, actually, God isn't just in the business of doing first in the Old Testament. We see it in the New Testament on the day of Pentecost. As I mentioned, you remember last Sunday uh, when it was Pentecost Sunday. And I love that in this moment, God does a new thing through an old thing. You see, the festival of Pentecost already existed. It was a festival of harvest. It was a festival of fruit. It was the festival of, of the farmers, basically. But on this day, the festival of Pentecost was reinvented by God and what he did. I love what it says in Acts 1, verse 1 to 4 in the message version. It says, when the feast of Pentecost came, there it is, the old feast. It was already there. People were already gathered. They were all together in one place. It actually says in the King James Version, it was together of one accord. They were unified. And without warning, there was a sound like a rushing wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then, like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks. And they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. See, God was beginning a new thing. God was starting a new thing. See, in that moment with the Israelites, as they get to the sea, there was their pathway through the sea because they were being hunted and they needed help. And so actually God made a way. You see, in this moment right there at the Festival of Pentecost, these guys are in that room together, these men and women, they're being hunted by the, force, uh, by the government and the religious leaders to be shut down because they want to shut down these rumors that Jesus is risen, that Jesus is still at work. And they needed help. They needed God to come through. They needed the whole power of the Holy Spirit. And the church was born and God began a new thing. I love that. God's in the business of faithfulness because he is ultimately faithful. He's also in the business of first. But then actually, what we also see in this story is we see fruit and favour, fruit and favour. You see, something so significant on the day of Pentecost is that the people were all together of one accord. They were unified. And I love that actually the heroes of the faith moment in Hebrews 11 that we're looking at today is by faith, the people passed through the Red Sea on dry land. So it, it actually, a lot of the other heroes of faith moments are focused on individuals. But this is focused on a community of people. By faith, the people, they were united as one people in faith with God. And we can see God do something through that unity. I love that in John, Jesus prays this prophetic prayer into the future of the church. He doesn't call it the church, but he's talking about his disciples and we, we are his disciples. The church is his followers. And he says that I want you to be known by your love for one another, unity. And actually, it says in another part of the Bible that actually where unity is, God commands a blessing. He shows his favor. And so when we combine our faith with others, when we're united in faith together as a church community, there is fruit and there is favor. You see, God shows favor where unity is. 
You know, where are you seeing favor right now as a church? Where are you seeing favor right now in the life of your community? It'd be where unity is. It'd be where actually we're getting together and we're doing this together. I love that in our town, we've had the privilege of actually um, our food bank. We've merged it with the, the town's food bank. So actually everything's done under one umbrella, Burnley together, just in one of our towns that we're connecting as a local church. And it's amazing that actually it's um, through that unity together, through actually through working with a football club and other churches and other people, we've seen God do even more than we thought we could see just through us doing our bit. And also then there's fruit of unified faith, and that is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Actually, we see fruit when we step out in faith together. See, the people crossed over the sea by the miracle of the favour of God, and the fruit in that moment was freedom. And that brings me to my final point. So God's, God's up to doing something through his faithfulness, doing first, he's in the business of new things, but through building new faith in us and that new faith being born through community, through new steps of faith together and his favor and fruit is seen through that. Um, and the fruit that they saw was freedom. The people are free and so can we be. We are now, uh, sorry, they are now beginning to live in the freedom when they've crossed over the Red Sea. They're stepping into this newfound freedom. And then there's a whole other story and a journey of, of actually how they miss out on some of that freedom because they get distracted and other things and they eventually land in this place that God has, God has got for them to be free in. And you see, freedom is bought and paid for by Jesus. Well, actually, the freedom in the Old Testament is bought and paid for by Jesus as well because Jesus throughout the whole thing. Jesus was there at the start and he's there at the finish. He's there throughout. But actually when Jesus does what he does on the cross, he displays and, and takes all that stuff on himself of actually the freedom that he has bought. The freedom that he's bought by dying and taking our sin and our mess and our mistakes upon himself and then showing that actually there is power in the freedom that he has brought. Because actually then that same power is what raises him from the dead three days later. So Jesus is our path through the sea. He is our path to freedom that he has for us. And actually, that kind of image, that dry land, it's almost like it's him that made a way. And um, I love a story from World War I in the trenches where this captain who was leading his men and they'd been in the trenches for days and there was just so much barbed wire. And actually for them to run over the top of the trenches and to kind of advance upon the enemy. They, um, there, was, there was all this barbed wire, so actually by the time they've climbed over it, they may have been killed by fire from the other trenches. So this captain decided he is going to make a way, he's going to make a pathway. So what he did was he decided to throw his body on the barbed wire, and actually they used his body as a bridge to walk across and to walk so they could advance forward. That man's body, can you imagine what had happened to it? the barbed wire going through his skin, the pain, men walking upon him to get. But that's what Jesus has done for us. He's laid on the barbed wire. He's created a space for freedom. And actually, when, when that freedom brings power, there's actually now the power is in our hands. Um, and actually, power has so much to do with freedom. Because actually, it's not just Jesus goes, hey, here's freedom, go for it. 
But actually, the same power that raised Jesus from the grave is now in us. That's what the Bible says. But it's, it's actually because of the freedom that he has given us that we are now able to live out that power. And, um, you know, maybe if you think, you think about lockdown or you, or you maybe even think about a, a situation like someone being in prison, they have less powers. They have less power to do stuff if you are in prison. You know, that some of people's rights have been taken away because they're in prison. That's how it works. And so actually, that when we have freedom, when someone comes out of prison or when we fully come out of lockdown, actually we will have more freedoms. But then it's also key to remember is, Power is what we do with our freedom as well. And sadly, a week and a half ago, we saw one man use his freedom to take away another man's freedom. And what we see in the story of George Floyd, which has just gone completely global, is that we see um, the abuse of freedom by one man on another. And But what we need to understand is it's not about us commenting on what that one man did and, and what happened to that other man. It's actually us understand that as human beings, we need to use our freedom well. We need to use our freedom for Jesus. We need to use our freedom to bring life because that's what Jesus is all about and not for evil and not for death. But actually, we've been given freedom and we have a choice about how we use that freedom, the power that we have in the freedom that we have been given. Jesus sets us free from our past and our sin and our mistakes. And the Holy Spirit is the one that wants to help us use our freedom that Jesus has given us and use it well and use it for the benefit of humanity. Whatever colour people's skin is, actually use it for the benefit of humanity. And God is in the business of inviting us to use our freedom to be part of what he is up to. And so God made a way for the Israelites to access freedom. But that's not the end of their story. That actually through that journey of actually discovering that God is in the business of doing new things, faith in the new and faith for the new, that right now, whatever things that are going on in, in your world and in and your area, in your town and in the nation and in the world, that actually God wants to do a new thing in and through us and we get to participate what he is doing in the world and it's all based on our steps of faith that that's how we get to be part of it and faith is built on the steps that we take god wants to do a new thing in and through us and whatever um, is going on next week and in the weeks to come let's let our prayer be that it starts in us that god wants to do a new thing in us and and he wants to give us that new level of faith to believe for more and to be part of more of what he is up to. See, I am doing a new thing, Isaiah 43. So let's step out in faith into that, just like the Israelites did. When, G- when, Jesus, when God made a way in the Red Sea, when God made a way for them to cross over, God wants to do new miracles in and through us. And it's even more powerful when we combine our faith with other people to take those steps. And I love seeing the stories from the life of your church. I love seeing what God is doing in and through you guys because it's about a community unified to take steps of faith forward and there is fruit and there is favour through that because you're helping people to access the freedom that God has got for them. I want to pray.
God, we thank you that you love unity, that you love it when humans get together and we say, actually, we want to take these steps of faith together. We want to believe what you want to do in and through us. And so God, help us to be people that are unified for the things of you and to see your kingdom built, your church advanced in this nation, in our town, in our lives, and so that people can experience your light, life, and love wherever they are. Amen. Bless you.